0: Starked podcast. It's been a wild, wild ride these past few days, and you know, it's hard to even believe what's going on is reality, but I wanted to take some time to record this episode and and talk about COVID-19 or coronavirus, which is more commonly what we hear it referred to as. Thanks to my friend Mitch, who educated me that COVID-19 is the scientifically accurate way of referring to this disease. Coronavirus applies to uh, a wide variety of sicknesses, and COVID-19 is, is more specifically accurate as to what's going on and what's plaguing the nation in, in this pandemic that they have referred to it as. And we're now under a um, national advisory and it's just uh, it's been a whirlwind of a week. It all kind of started when the NBA decided to suspend play this week, and I believe that was Tuesday night. Some games were mid-game; some were still going to tip that night, um, but everything else was was suspended. I, I hope that we can get back for the playoffs. And especially with having the Milwaukee Bucks be, be the best team in the league, at least from a record standpoint, I think a lot of us from Wisconsin are, are pretty bummed about that. And then to make matters worse, all of the college tournaments were canceled, the Big 12, ACC, SEC, Big 10, Big East. Big East came in a little late, but they still made the right decision and, and they canceled their tournament. And uh, of course, then in turn, March Madness was uh, abolished for 2020. Uh, really traumatic events, I think, for for the nation because sports operate as an escape for people, and when you lose your escape, when you lose the the experiences you go to in in times of stress or just more or less to recharge, it's a very vulnerable feeling. And uh, I know everybody's kind of at a loss for as to what to do, especially considering there's so many recommendations for social isolation and um, basically self-quarantine, making sure that we're not around other people. So NHL, MLS, PGA Tour have now been suspended – Major League Baseball postponed their season for two weeks. It's just, I think this is something that we're never going to experience again in our lifetimes. It's, it's so rare and it is serious, but I also think it's important that we, we not panic. Uh, I think we have to be realistic in that our actions today are going to have a really, really consequential effect in a month and two months and six months and a year the powers within our hands to do what's right to protect our brothers and sisters our family just to be smart educated and uh, to wash our hands I think that uh that'd be a pretty good step as well so that's really what I'm gonna do here you know I'm gonna talk a little bit about uh, some of the data the things that I've read it's going to be a short little episode but I just wanted to kind of talk it through and um yeah, you know, sports are the most important, least important thing in the world. Because as I mentioned, it's just people's escape and and our identities are tied up in into our teams, the teams that we follow, right? So I'm a Bucks fan, a Packers fan, Brewers fan, Badgers fan, and when they do well I feel good, and when they don't do well, I get moody. And with working at KU and and for the Jayhawks athletics department, it's a real big bummer that we were the number one team and unanimously I think people recognized us as the most talented team in the nation and we had expectations of winning a national championship this year and we lost that opportunity and that's not something that anybody can ever replace they can't give us a new opportunity with this team thriving at a certain time you know even if they did the tournament in two or three months guys would get out of shape momentum would be lost and it's just totally different circumstances and it's such a bummer. It's uh, it's tough for for everybody involved, but you, you really, your heart goes out to the student athletes, the seniors who didn't have the luxury of knowing a certain game would be their last game. Granted, I don't think you really have that mindset going into the tournament because you want to keep winning, you want to win a championship, but, you know, th- these guys didn't even get to play in their their final conference tournaments and... It's just a real real sad deal. But thankfully today the NCAA announced that spring sports will be um, c- senior athletes and all athletes will uh, get an extra year of eligibility. And there's some things in the works as well with winter sports that we could see some things of this nature. Maybe you see a Yudoka Azabuki back in Lawrence next year. Uh, I don't foresee that happening Um Huge fan of Doak, love him so much, and Jayhawk Nation's really wrapped their arms around him. Um, but I, I would assume that the NBA is gonna he's gonna have an opportunity there, and he sure has earned it. He had a heck of a season. He's a great kid, uh, loves his academics too. You know, he's he's very focused there, and would never want to speak for him. But um, yeah, it would also be fantastic to have him in a uniform for another year too. Be a little little bonus round, uh, an extra lap. So, I kind of got off on a tangent there. But sports are a microcosm of society as a whole, right? People go to sports um, as a as almost like a, a therapy. I think sports are really therapeutic, and. But It's just crazy because we're not going to have it for months. Like I don't even know if SportsCenter is going to be a thing, if, if it's even worth turning on ESPN. It, it'll be cool to watch some ESPN classics, and nostalgia is very powerful. So maybe this is going to help build up that brand. But I tell you, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens here in the next few weeks. Um, quite frankly, it all seems surreal. It's like a bad dream. Um, and I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. So let's all be smart. And um, yeah, so here, here's a little bit about COVID-19 that uh, I have found. Uh, like I said, this is not going to be overly long. It's just a, a few powerful statistics and graphs that you won't be able to see. So I don't know how solid that's going to be. But the majority of the infections from this coronavirus are mild. 80.9% of the cases are mild. And when I say mild, this is flu-like symptoms. So four out of every five people who are infected are going to basically have the flu. And then they'll go on with their lives. Conversely, 13.8% will have severe complications, they'll be hospitalized, and they'll be taken care of there by our incredible doctors, nurses, and and healthcare staff. And lastly, 4.7% will be in the ICU under critical conditions, um, and I would imagine that a, a good portion of this subsection probably would lose their lives. And we've seen, you know, depending upon where you go, you see uh, 3%, 4%, 1%, 2% of people um, passing away, fatality rate. I'm not entirely sure which number is accurate, but it seems to be a portion of those would would be falling into that category. Uh, According to infectious disease epidemiologist Mark Lipsitch at Harvard, it's plausible that 20 to 60% of adults will be infected with COVID-19 disease. Despite the fact that 80% of cases globally have been mild, if the fatality rate is only around 1%, which several experts do say it could be, a scenario is possible where tens or even hundreds of thousands of deaths in the U.S. alone might occur. So... To kind of break that down, if there are certain experts suggesting that 20 to 60 percent of adults will be infected with COVID-19, now, I don't think that means we're all going to be sick. I might be carrying it right now. You never know. Um, But if 1 percent of those people are infected, um, pass away, that's a lot of deaths, tens, hundreds of thousands of deaths in the U.S. alone. that's, That's serious stuff. When you compare it to the 40,000 people who died last year from the flu in America or over 1 million people who died from heart disease, I think that can help us with context a little bit. Because these things happen every year, and because of it becoming a norm, I think we become numb to it. And it doesn't lead to all this sensationalization that we see with the coronavirus, instead you just kind of accept it and you're like, yeah, people have heart issues. Yeah, people get influenza and because of their compromised immune systems, they pass away. It's it's not something that creates any sort of panic. But because COVID-19 is novel, it's something that we haven't seen a lot of or heard much of before the last couple of months. Suddenly everybody on social media is losing their marbles. Everybody is going to buy the toilet paper. And I don't even think like diarrhea is a symptom of this, so I don't I don't really understand that one bit. But uh, people do need to relax a little bit. Take it serious, but relax. Let's find some middle ground here. And there's another graph that that's been kind of being shared a lot right now, uh, and it has to do with flattening the curve. So a lot of you have probably seen this graph on the, on the left. The y-axis is number of cases. The x-axis is the time since the first case. So there's two curves, the first being very much so like a bell curve, very tall. It looks like a 14er out in Colorado. Uh, the second is more of a shallow curve. Um, it looks more like a hill in, in Kansas or Wisconsin. And the peak of the smaller curve, smaller but longer, uh, it's it's much lower than the peak of the first curve. So essentially the first curve is what would happen without protective measures. Um, If we we don't self-quarantine or wash our hands and just basically practice uh, sensible precautions, this thing can spread super, super quick. And that's the most important factor here seems to be the speed of the spread. So if we're ignorant to what's going on, this can turn into an absolute nightmare because our healthcare system capacity is constant. We can maybe adapt a little bit and add some more beds or more facilities but it's not like we're going to crown a bunch of doctors and nurses overnight, that we have what we have. Um, Conversely, with protective measures, we can kind of lengthen this out. And essentially what we'll do is we'll delay the epidemic. And in doing that, we'll reduce the peak. So in that second that I talked about, reducing that peak to be more of like the Kansas or Wisconsin Hill um which will reduce the burden on hospitals and our infrastructure and keeping keeping the the number of infections below our healthcare system capacity i think that's the most important thing here is to not overwhelm the doctors and nurses and people who are in charge of of handling this situation and i've i've spoken to people who are very nervous, uh, they, they're fearful, and they believe the worst is definitely yet to come. And I've spoken to people who, quite frankly, seem the same that they did when I talked to them two, three months ago. And um, I probably fall somewhere in between and and i think that's okay i don't think we all should necessarily feel the exact same way about everything that's that's not realistic to to assume but it's just important that we realize the potential chaos that can ensue if we are nonchalant about what's going on this is a really good tweet that i saw from matt pierce it says, I imagine all the closures and cancellations give people a sense of ominousness, but it's really an amazing act of social solidarity. We're sacrificing so we can give nurses, doctors, and hospitals a fighting chance. Start from there, and hopefully we can figure the rest out. You know, I love that, and I, I really genuinely hope that months from now people are looking back and they're like, oh, we overreacted. See, it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, nobody's even talking about it anymore. Sports are back on. It's not in the newspaper. Um, But I think our actions, and that starts from, you know, Mark Emmert at the top of the NCAA on down to Bob Bowlesby, the director of the Big 12, Jeff Long, our AD here at KU. People in leadership positions within the sports industry have, have really been proactive, and I applaud their efforts. And I don't think they're overreacting at all. I think they're playing it safe. And it's better to be safe than sorry, especially in a situation like this. Um, so if if that's the case, if in a few months everybody's talking about how much we overreacted, there's a good chance they're actually wrong. And the fact that we've taken these actions um, might lead to a situation where it's not an epidemic, and that means the actions weren't an overreaction, but they were appropriate action. And uh, Matt Pierce also sent out another tweet in which he talked about how in Italy, the doctors have started deciding who lives and who dies without treatment because they can't treat everyone. Imagine if it was your mother or father who couldn't breathe and the hospital turned them away. And this... Uh, this one in particular really hit home for me as my father yesterday had a stem cell transplant in Madison and it went well. He got 2 million stem cells put back into his body and they're ready to fight the good fight. But he essentially is going to have, you know, the worst immune system of his life and he doesn't really have white blood cells to to fight right now and that's what we need these stem cells to do is to help regenerate. We need to stimulate the genesis of those white blood cells. Um, And I know that he's got diabetes. He has cancer. If somehow, some way he got the coronavirus and he was in Italy, he'd be one of the people that they would, they'd just, they'd let him go. And, uh, And that's just crazy to me. So, I think it is important that people put themselves in other people's shoes just because you're young and healthy and vibrant doesn't necessarily mean that you should be out buying plane tickets and traveling, even though I'm very tempted to, to do the same. I mean, um, we've got to do what's best for the greater good of humanity. And with that said, I appreciate your time. Appreciate you listening and supporting the podcast. If you could, please go on to iTunes. Give us a rating give us a review. That's the only way that we can grow and maybe just maybe potentially one day get some sponsors so that um, I could generate revenue doing something that I love. So with that said, love y'all. Be good. Be safe. Talk soon.